0: Number seven. That's a lucky number. And very biblical. Very biblical. Do you have a favorite number? No. No? Yeah. The, the ant the father, the correct answer is 20, seven? No, twenty three. Oh, the, the, 23. The answer is always. Maybe I should have had an extra cup of coffee when you offered. Oh. <laughs> a third man, cup can do the body good. Uh, no, that would have been a fourth cup. I used to like like eighteen and nineteen because that was like my number in school growing up, but of course, twenty three takes the cake. At any given moment at this time.
1: I hear you. I have so much to learn. Let's have another twenty-three minutes.
0: Hola. Oh, look at you. Hola. That he was he was like, directing the music. You can't it, see that. It,
1: yeah, it yeah. Just sort of <laughs> cut off right at the at the spot. I, yeah.
0: that was very good. I'm proud of you. Uh, welcome to the 23 podcast. Michael here with Father Jeff. You know, I I was talking about school numbers. Did you have those growing up where you were like assigned a number in school and that was like your textbook number and Yeah, we would have had that, all but of those I, things. it was
1: inconsistent.
0: It never stayed the same.
1: No, so that's probably why I don't remember. What that I, was. Being
0: a P, I was always like in the 18 sure. to 19. For, for
1: what it's worth, I don't see you as a number. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I see. I, I want to envision your whole. Humanity. I see you as number one,
0: but that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's neither here nor there.
1: Oh, <laughs> is that better or worse than like if you saw me as like 23?
0: If I saw you was twenty three, I would say we need to work on our friendship a little bit. Oh, well, I
1: I'm, I'm just trying to like get back into like twenty three being the best number. I understand that's, okay. but
0: in terms of friendship, I, we're gonna work. We want to be higher on this,
1: higher than twenty three, right? Like eighteen or nineteen. <laughs> yeah, like eighteen or nineteen. I think that
0: that would be good. Hey, uh, so how's everything going? I we haven't really spoken since mass on Sunday.
1: I know it's like that in the podcast. This, this is, is very it. Very sad. This is our life. Yeah. And then people wonder why we spend so t- much time just bantering. Right, this is like our one chance. This is our chance to catch up. And the uh, and then the the thing is recording. So what can you what are you gonna do? That's
0: true. We can't really speak our true feelings about each other, but we can at least be kind to one another. I'm Just kidding. well, <laughs> oh, you, you know, look hurt. I didn't no, mean no. <laughs> like
1: I was trying to think like it's in keeping with the gospel, you know. Oh, so to be kind. Well, oh, yeah, it's in there, oh,
0: <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere was, in there. Was towards the back, there's some kindness mm-hmm. uh, along the way. Hey, um. I was here last night, and i I noticed your car in the parking lot. Not to be a creeper or yeah, anything like, like that. People in my neighborhood. Were you here for RCIA? I was. How How was the opening session for the good. for the
1: good. group? Yeah, it was nice. Um, nice to have some folks there, and we've been planning. And Deacon Towns has been doing a good job quarterbacking the RCIA this year. And, yeah. Um, the five six group uh, was here, and so it's. It's nice to be back into all the stuff going on.
0: Yeah, I always find this time of year in parish life exciting because, yeah, you're right, evening activities are back, so that means there's kids around and adult programming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: 7-8's doing a Nerf war on Thursday. I got that on my calendar. That. <laughs> I think especially after after gonna, going to that pastoral conference all day on Thursday, it might be a good way to like just you're sort be, of get the let out.
0: Yeah, talk about that a little bit. So the staff is going to a diocesan conference Thursday morning.
1: Right, and afternoon. Uh, yeah. Father John Ricardo and his Acts Twenty Nine team is—they've um, been—they've uh, been hitting it hard for our diocese. They did our priest convocation back yeah. in June, and uh, the whole diocesan office personnel had a little retreat day here a few weeks ago, and yeah. and he spoke, and so he's, it was good.
0: He's a great speaker. He's not local to the diocese of Toledo, but he's from Detroit, right?
1: Right. So fairly close, close fa- by, fairly local,
0: but nationally known. Yes. And you, he's got great stuff on YouTube. I remember one of. One time, my disciple group watched like one of his video series. It was like a three-part series on YouTube, and we watched a video like each time we got together. And He's a great speaker, a lot of interesting things that he yeah. talks about.
1: I believe he has a podcast, Well, I as mean, if there were others. Why would you waste your time? Uh, it's the 29 <laughs> podcast. The tw-
0: actually, that X29 is his number. Didn't you, you tease him a little bit about I
1: that. might have teased him a little about the use of Roman numerals. But,
0: I mean... Why not? When, if you notice, we spell out twenty three. It's much tw- trendier on the podcast, right? And then we'll, you know the Roman numerals are for the more formal things, you know, right?
1: Twenty three church, yeah, yeah. X X I I I dot church would be a little. It,
0: people are like, "What is it a again?" Little I'm more X yeah. X yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, quite and then as well. autocorrect would mess it up. <laughs> My phone lately. Every time, I guess I'm. I habitually say thanks to people like this. Just. You know, how mm-hmm. you, you end a message to people. Mm-hmm. My phone keeps adding the word without my asking it to buddy after, <laughs> after I put thanks in a text message to like people that I don't want to call buddy. So I, it'll be like a contractor for our business or something like that. I'll be like, thanks, buddy. And I'm like, no, I don't want to call this wow. guy buddy. My phone is very presumptuous about who I I'm friends with. It just, yeah, apparently everybody. Yeah. <laughs> buddy. Yeah. yeah every like everyone, buddy. Everyone's an elf. Have like, you ever had that like a strange autocorrect on your phone that?
1: um, I've been trying to watch out for that more. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that there has nothing that's been like dreadfully embarrassing or I always like, like that.
0: My phone also doesn't know Catholic words very well. So like oh. Psalm, it's like, what is that? You mm-hmm. know, other things that we would normally write in everyday situations and, Apple isn't Catholic enough, apparently.
1: But certain things, I think, I must type them enough or have that my phone does remember certain words like rectory or sure, you know, things like that. But it does get them down eventually. It
0: does. It does definitely learn you for mm-hmm. sure. Have you ever tried the experiment where you just talk about something to see if it'll appear in an ad on your Facebook newsfeed or on oh. Google somewhere? It, it happens.
1: I've heard. I tend to have my internet off on my phone. Uh, whether it's the Wi-Fi or the mobile data, just because I don't, I don't need an to email always, to pop up at every second. Especially if I'm, I'm in my ahead. office at my computer. You, <laughs> you know, don't need don't, it in two locations I, at right, once, right? Why not, father? And so, I just a little, you know, it's it's one way of being a little more moderate yeah, with the mobile device. And I respect so, you for that. Yeah, I admire. So unless you for my that. unless my laptop's listening, it, that I it don't probably.
0: Know. Let's be honest, everything's listening it, in some way, but anyway. So if you ever get a text message from me and I call you buddy, it wasn't on purpose, but
1: wow, I would have thought mine I, would be. <laughs>
0: I mean, it going would going back to the earlier part of the That's conversation. That's true for the number one for the number one slot. Oh, man, <laughs> all right, let's get uh, speaking of numbers. Let's get into this weekend's gospel reading. We are on the twenty fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time, uh, September eighteenth. I'm, I'm just like.
1: It's flying by, isn't it? It really is. And
0: we say it every year, I know. So I I always hesitate saying it like it's something brand new, but it's just going. We're still in Luke. We are just hanging out. We're looking at We're looking at Luke. And uh, chapter 16, the beginning of chapter 16 this
1: week, verses 1 to 13. So Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do, now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do, so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes— He called in his master's debtors, one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another the steward said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred cores of wheat. The steward said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourselves with dishonest wealth, so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If, therefore, you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon." There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack.
0: I mean, there's so many layers.
1: Yeah. It's like an onion. It is.
0: Do you cry when you peel, when you cut onions? <laughs> Thank you, Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm not the donkey. Right. <laughs> um, w- let me start with you because I want to see what, what direction did you want to begin with this before I go off like I'd ever go off on a tangent. Wow. Not, I would never do such a thing.
1: I just think it's interesting in this um, parable. I think the thing that sticks out to most people is that it seems like the steward is being praised for being dishonest, mm. for being a bad steward. Mm-hmm. Um, it just says he was commended for acting prudently. You know, in, in a sense, he gets like an A for effort. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that he uh, he when, when he was sort of up against it, you know, he used his cleverness and like um, cuity or whatever you want to call it to yeah. to do what he needed to do. Now that was looking out for it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's sort of, uh, for us, and Jesus again, is speaking to his disciples, so it's how much more for the disciple? So if this um, shady shaky figure can um, get it together to uh, look out for himself, how much more can we use our abilities, you know, and our prudence and our um, cleverness and efforts to do what's really good? and which really for our, our ultimate good. Mm. Um, to not as Jesus says not go after the sort of dishonest wealth, just the things of this, this world, but for um, eternal dwellings and for what really matters. He says if you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, sort of the things of the world, um, then who will give you what is yours, which is ultimately things we carry with us into eternal life. Mm-hmm. You know, they're enduring... Values, the goods of the of the spirit, and all those those intangible kind of things that that do carry with us mm. into uh, into eternal life. The word that
0: was sticking out to me here, well, there were several, but I think one of them was the idea of trust, mm. because trust in human relationships is something that is foundational to a healthy relationship, right? And so. When you really have the trust of someone or when you can truly trust another person, you literally put your life in their hands, right? Like you would, you would trust that either they keep their word or that they're going to follow through, whatever it may be. Um, but we've also had a lot of people in our lives that we can't trust, that we've been told one thing but they've done another or they, um, they say that, you know, they'll be their buddy <laughs> and then um, they're not. So, you know it it makes me almost reflect on how trustworthy am I for the people that count on me in my life.
1: and the fact that your life is meant to be a gift for them, you know that's you know each of our lives is meant to be not just for ourselves um, but for the good of of others. I mean, I tend to talk about this a lot at funerals, looking back on somebody's life, mm. you know that the gift of our life isn't meant to be our own for ourselves, but is for God's purposes, which include being there, as you said, for the people he sends into our life.
0: Right. Another word that I find to be important, at least in my own life, is the word promise, Mm. right? So I, I typically will not promise someone something, and I'm thinking specifically like my family, like my kids or my wife or whoever it may be. I will not promise someone something unless I know I can follow through with it. Because promise is a word that we can throw around a lot like, Oh, I promise, you know, I promise father, I'll take care of that, whatever it may be. But I want someone to know, like when I give them my word that I will follow through with something that I will, I will do it. We're so. when people want
1: us to do something, they're like, do you promise? Mm,
0: yeah. Pinky promise.
1: Right. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm very like you, like you mentioned, I'm very hesitant to be like our quick reaction. Want to be like, Oh yeah, I promise. Yeah. But that means something. Yeah. And so, Whenever someone says, "Do you promise?" Uh, I rarely say yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like I'll do the best I can. Sure. Um, but promise carries a whole new like level.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely.
1: Even on small things,
0: right? So if you promise, you know, I I'm thinking of my girls again. So like, if they're like, "Oh, Dad, can we? You know, can we have a family movie night?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Promise?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm not gonna promise it because something could come up." But, you know, I'm going to try my best to make sure that we have time on Saturday night to watch a movie.
1: Or for me, I'm just dumb and I just might forget.
0: <laughs> well, it's because you don't have your phone on. So you don't you're not getting the remi- you're not getting the reminder. Dang.
1: <laughs> you know, you got to uh, take the good with the bad. That's right.
0: I'll send you a text to remind you. But again, the phone has to be on. Really. It all goes back to this silly phone thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll send a carrier pigeon. Mm. Just have your window A open. message in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is what is this bird at my window? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's the honesty of someone's word, right? And I think we we have all felt at times whether we've seen it publicly from even maybe somebody we don't know but we see a public figure or somebody personally in our lives that you you cannot trust what they say because you don't know if it is true or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that feels deceitful, right? We feel um we feel like we're being led astray whatever it may be
1: yeah right. even the word that came to my mind was adrift um, there's this unsettling feeling and there's a, at least with an emptiness like what am I supposed to do with this yeah uh, there's just this big hanging unknown because we just there's just nothing then
0: right yeah it's funny like in our human interactions you know I, I think about this with like how complicated we are as human beings like really in the animal kingdom it's about food shelter, mm-hmm. reproduction, whatever it may be. But humans are so much more complicated in the way that we interact with each other and the way that we communicate with one another and our feelings and emotions and you know all of those types of things. And um, I that is what makes us made in God's image and likeness, right? That is what sets us apart from all of the other creatures. Um, but in those relationships, I, we've, all, we've all been burned. And let's be honest, at times we've probably
1: burned other people either intentionally or unintentionally. You know, in the verse just following our gospel passage, it says that the Pharisees, um, who he had addressed those parables to, you know, our last chapter, you know, last week, Luke 15, were still, even though Jesus was talking to his disciples, they were still hanging around. So they yeah. were still hearing what he what he was saying, even though it wasn't directly to them. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus talks about this trustworthiness with what really matters and true wealth, and you know, not serving can't serve God, and you know. Other things at the same time, mammon,
0: it's, mammon, Mammon that's if you a will. fun word, yeah, throw I, that into your homily i, this I gave weekend. I gave
1: up Mammon for Lent. Uh. so this says they 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 scoffed at him for this, and like, like what are you talking about? and so it was sort of even though it was to his disciples and how they're to live as disciples, yeah, it was also made with with an ear for for them as well, and so to these Pharisees who think that they're they're just killing it Mm -hmm. in their relationship with God because they're checking the boxes and all these kind of things. And there there's Jesus on the other hand, you know, welcoming sinners and eating with them (laughs) as as we heard last week.
0: Wait a second. You know?
1: And so it calls into mind their own trustworthiness in their, their relationship with God, which is probably a a hard, you know, message to, to swallow.
0: Completely. I, I, I was thinking too, actually in light of last weekend's gospel about, you know, second chances and God's, Reckless mercy, um, that the fact that we all we are given another chance to try again. So it's not like we we aim for perfection, but we know we're going to miss, right? And so that when we when we look back, maybe over the course of our lives, and we say, "Wow, I really missed the mark here," but I can learn from those experiences and uh, to try to be better the next time around. I was thinking about I don't know if I talked about this on our podcast or not, but I've been listening to the Boy Meets World podcast. Do you remember the show Boy Meets World from the TGIF lineup on Friday nights?
1: I, I, exactly.
0: Is our our age gap showing? I loved Boy Meets World, and now the cast is doing, the big trend right now is to do rewatch podcasts of Mm -hmm. old shows, so Mm -hmm. they're watching an episode at a time, and then they are commenting on, like, what happened when they were filming it, you know, this is, like, 30 Mm -hmm. years later. So it's been fun to listen to. But anyway, so one of the recent episodes they were talking about was like just being like kind of really self-absorbed teenagers that were caught up in being famous on a show and they really had Mm -hmm. no idea what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And they look back at like that phase in their life of, um, what was important to them and like how they even were competing with one another for, you know, more attention or more fame. And let's be honest, in the, in the age of social media, it's even exponentially more today. Um, but they look back on those relationships they had then, which they were still friends, But and they say, wow, we look at it as adults now when we say, well, wow, we would have done it so differently, right? Like they get a second chance now to say, I didn't necessarily like the person that I was always then, but now I get a second chance to, to learn from that.
1: It's interesting. At the beginning of our parable here, it says a rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. Yeah. And so just last week that's what the younger son did, right? right?
0: He lived a it's, life of dissipation. But it
1: says he squandered Yeah, I remember the word. property. It's yeah. like the same uh like wording. I I mean, the actually, older the older son called them out, you know, the father said, you know, your son squandered your property. Yeah. But what was the difference between the two? You know, the one went back to the father um and the other just kept looking out for himself.
0: Right. When you read that word I thought I'm pretty sure we had that word last yeah. week, and what are the chances we would have it back to back, right. back to back two weeks in it's a row? Providential, it is, or at least a good coincidence, or yeah. providential. <laughs> wow, I really stomped on that, didn't,
1: didn't I? Is it? Is this one of these uh, episodes we have do over? No, <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I, well, I mean, we're this far in, I think we just keep going at this point. All right, but the I, I, they do go together, I think, and I, I think yeah. that's the beauty of the rhythm of ordinary time is that we can kind of look at these readings and how they connect from week to week sure. and the the larger message that is incorporated into kind of looking at the larger, the larger picture just out of curiosity. Cause I don't have it in front of me. What chapter was last weekend's gospel from?
1: So chapter 15. So it,
0: this is literally sequentially right. the very next part right. in Luke's gospel. Right. So Luke, Luke kind of
1: knew what he was doing. No. I think so. I,
0: th- <laughs> I mean, you didn't know him personally, no. but you heard he was a good guy.
1: Yeah. I liked his, I like his work
0: you're a follower. He's your you would text buddy to Luke. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks buddy. Even intentionally. Good good one this week. All right, let's pray father.
1: Oh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I'm Holy Spirit. Mighty God, we thank you for all that we have and are. We know that we are just stewards of your many gifts and even the life you have given us is meant to be used for the good. Lord, we recognize times that we have Fail in that, help us to remember your love and mercy, that you are always drawing us into yourself, that you are reclaiming us as belonging to you. Help us to be mindful to use our gifts for the good of others, especially those who are closest to us, but also, Lord, those especially most in need. We love you, Lord. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love. In the Holy Spirit and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I can make one promise to you
0: today before this podcast is over, and that's that I'm gonna show up for next week's podcast. Oh. Another twenty-three minutes. Just the two of us. Our favorite number.
1: Wow, that's putting a tear to my eye.
0: <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. We will see you at Mass this weekend. Can't wait. Maybe it's just allergies.